Tonight on the official Big Footy podcast, we examine the Bulldogs' recent fortunes, we talk equalisation, and Messenger impersonates Alistair Clarkson. All this and more, coming right Welcome to the third Bigfooty podcast. I'm the Wookie, and uh, I'll be your host this evening. With me, as is always the case, I've got the old Duck Navies. Hello, hello. And Messenger. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us for the first time, uh, I've got Ant. How's it going, guys? And uh, Mike2009 also joins us tonight for the first time. Good evening, folks. And if you're wondering why these two gentlemen have joined us for the first time, we'll be discussing the Bulldogs in some detail shortly. Um, and both of these gentlemen are Bulldogs, so the hegemony over the whole Carlton Mafia thing is now gone tonight. Um, mm-hmm. We are now outnumbered by non-Carlton people. That's scary. Good idea. Which, which will please Messenger, if nobody else. As long as they're allowed to talk. <laughs> right. So our first start... Uh, into the first part of the night, and your highlights from the weekend, guys. Uh, we'll start with the old Dark Navies, and we'll work our way across. Oh, I really enjoyed um, Brisbane Lions beating beating Essendon. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I guess uh, most people would have been riding that horse, uh, given the things going on at Essendon at the moment and uh, their good early start. But uh, it was uh, it was great to see and um, it was good to see Staker coming back and kicking a ripper of a goal to, to seal it. Yep. And uh, Messenger, your highlight? Oh, I had two, actually. My first one was uh, Peter Schwab's interview on uh, on Open Mic last night. It was Monday night, sorry. It's fantastic and great for Hawthorne people, I guess, but he, he's had a, a terrible time of it. Uh, in the uh, in the nineties, and also getting sacked when the Hawthorne were terrible. Uh, if you may indulge me, my second one, uh, Matt Thompson. Uh, <laughs> I I enjoyed that thoroughly. Okay. That's <laughs> tre- tre- he, He's just tread all over it, hasn't he, Walker? <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I was, I was going there this week, and you just tread all over my punchline. I tell you what. All right. <laughs> Uh, Ed, your highlight from the weekend, mate? My highlight, um, Selwood free kick. That was awesome. Just to see the kangaroo supporters go into meltdown. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mike, 2009, what's yours, mate? Uh, oh, look, there's a few things. Um, I think one of the highlights was just um, Collingwood reminding us that they're not out of the competition yet and they still have a few tricks up their sleeve and they shouldn't be taken uh, lightly. And um, also, um, Gold Coast Suns now not taking away that they they kicked mm-hmm. that butt, but they've come a long way, and um, they are going. They are getting a lot better than what we first thought they had. Excellent. I think my highlight for the weekend: Dunstone after the bounce. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen that, but uh, he was <laughs> uh, very obviously put up to um, rave on a bit in uh, what is usually Danny Frawley's coach killer segment. And was very, uh, very rabid. It was very hilarious. But uh, since none of you saw that, football-wise, obviously Essendon losing uh, is always good. <laughs> Especially at this time of the year. Good for football. Because um, I have to moderate that stupid Asada forum a lot. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, 
Let's, let's not let's get just into say that. say there was a particular piece of correspondence. Oh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving right along. And into the, uh, I guess the first major thing we want to talk about tonight is the Western Bulldogs. Having come off a loss to Gold Coast, it seems to be the done thing these days that if you lose to the Gold Coast, you become a major talking point the week after. It's always people's doomsday scenarios. What if you lose to the Gold Coast? You know, things like that. So... And this is going to go on all year, really. The, more, the better Gold Coast play, uh, the more it's going to happen. But for this week, it's the Western Bulldogs. So uh, what we wanted to do was take a look at uh, how the Western Bulldogs got to where they are. And uh, for that, we've got two Western Bulldogs uh, moderators on to uh, have a bit of a chat. And uh, these are, of course, Ant and Mike 2009. But Messenger, I'll let you tee this one off, mate, since this was your request. Well... One of the things when I went back and looked at the numbers, and, I, and we picked up on this, by the way, we talked about the Western Bulldogs well before the, the rest of the media caught on to it, so they're obviously listening to the Big Footy podcast. So any other journalists who'd like to uh, get a hint from us, please give us a call, including you, Matt Thompson. Cockhead. Um, <laughs> but um, one of the things we've been talking about is, now obviously the, the headline is, one lot, one win in 19 games, but I think there's a little glimmer of hope in, in in that. When one of the hallmarks that I always noticed with the Bulldogs in 2012 was the way they dropped away in the second half, and particularly in the final quarters. And when you actually have a look at the the, the stats for the final quarters in 2012, they were actually outscored two to one in final quarters in 2012. Um, they dropped away very badly, particularly after halftime. And we're not really seeing that, I don't think, in 2013. They're getting behind, but they're not really just caving in like they were last year. Does that sound reasonable, Mike? Look, I think there's a number of underlying issues here, um, and there's been a number of things that have uh, impacted their performance this season. Um, I'll start with just going back uh, to the transition between Eden and McCartney, and that's going to give people a little bit of an insight as to, as to where things have changed and why things have changed. Ed's game plan was a very open running style game, as most of you were aware, um, and generally um, relied on a lot of kicking, um, whether or not it was chipping or, or long kicks. McCartney has completely changed that um, about 180 degrees and focusing on more of a contested possession, um, quick use of the handball game. Similar to what we've seen Geelong um, you know, over that period of 2006, 2007 developed. What I think this has had um, as a bit of a negative impact on the Western Bulldogs um, players' tanks at this stage. We're seeing them, or we have seen them in a number of games so far this year, keep up there for two or three quarters and then drop away. Um, I don't, this is a new brand of football that they're used to playing, and, and certainly you can see the older players, um, such as your Kearney Griffin, who have actually been doing quite well, but Boyd, Cross, Gia, etc who have certainly been struggling to adapt to the new style, which McCartney's uh, mandating that his players um, adhere to. Now, what that's going to do is it's effectively like teaching an old, trying to teach an old dog new tricks and trying to instill a different um, frame of mind on players of actually putting more hard-bodied efforts into actually getting the ball. The uh, pro with that is that the disposal of the ball has uh, been a lot poorer um, and, and relied or basically seen a number of um, bad handballs, overuse of handball that was uh, pointed out, I think it was actually on the couch or might have been on 360, which is one of the more telling factors of the game plan this year. We've seen far, far more use of the actual handball rather than the kicking. 
And what that has been doing is putting a lot of pressure and unfortunately a lot of turnovers. And, and we saw a number of goals um, over the weekend against the Gold Coast Suns um, resulting in turnovers. I think it's going to take some time to, to fine-tune that. I, I really don't know um, how long it's going to take, but there are some issues that come back through some some uh, Scott Clayton decisions on drafting as well. We, we have some definite gaps there between the older players and the younger players. We lost um, Ward, who would have been an excellent uh, runner to assist with Griffin um, in the current lineup. And I have no doubts that he probably would have been vice-captain by now and, or at least in that uh, captaincy group there. And Harbrow, you look at his game against the Western Bulldogs in, on, on Saturday and um, he's a very good player. Um, I take nothing away from the Gold Coast Suns. I, I think they deserve a lot more credit than they have been getting. But uh, back to the Western Bulldogs side of things, I don't know if it's... Uh, I think it's going to be some time before we really start to see the fruits of, of the different game plan. And I think what McCartney's trying to do is instill uh, an honest, um, accountable game um, but the problem is is that the delivery and disposals hasn't been reflecting that uh, first effort into the ball. And anything to add to that? Yeah, you pretty much knocked it on the head, mate. Um, I mean, a couple of injuries hasn't helped us early in the year. We've, like, we've had Higgins go down. Gia's uh, only really had a game or two this year. I mean, good game to talk about, and the only one I've seen this year, so I can talk about it, <laughs> is the Geelong game. Um we had 16 players in the team under 50 games played. So against a hardened team like Geelong, to stay with them and go down by, you know, what was it, 20 points in the end or something like that, it shows that you know, there is some talent there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, look, there is talent there. You can't sugarcoat what's been going on in the last 19, 20 matches. No. Um, I think the next few weeks are going to be very, very telling with the Western Bulldogs as far as rich games against St Kilda, Richmond Port. Um, uh, I, I I don't know how the game against St Kilda is going to go this weekend. St Kilda have always been one of our nemesis over the last few years and, and matched up very, very well. And I expect um, St Kilda to come out firing, knowing that they've been or had the wood on us for, for a little while now. Um, what we what we also lack or seem to be experiencing at this stage is, um, is a whether you call it a, a lack of maturity, but uh, a lack of development, a number of key players. We've had issues with Grant um, being able to step up there and take a role on the forward line, which is causing some problems. And um, young young uh, Liam Jones is, uh, is trying every week, but he's still having issues with, I think, learning to read the ball and learning to read the play. Um, not not taking too many uh, taking too many chances at the overhead screamers and not playing enough of the percentage footy type of things. I know this Jones is probably not one really with the sorry Jones yeah, is right. by being the key forward. Uh, he doesn't really have a chop out right now. I think yeah, that's right. I think McCartney has got the right idea about the way to go about things. It's now um, getting the right group of people in the Western Bulldogs team to actually bring that through and whether or not it's going to happen with the current list or going to need some more fine tuning. I think that's what we're going to need to take over time. The positives out of the current group, there are a number of great players here who have, who have some real gems and have the moldings to be really good players. I was impressed by Jake Stringer and um, he's a, he looks like he's a seasoned player already after a few games and looks like he knows he has a level of confidence. Hopefully we can see that develop over time and he, and he can uh, develop into a real... Um, 
either a attacking midfielder or forward player. Same as McRae. McRae, um, McRae's game on Sunday or Saturday, sorry, was actually outstanding in, in terms. And it looks like a number of the younger players generally are starting to lift up. What that's doing is it's putting pressure on the older players um, in that core group to really have to start stepping up and looking at their own games. And certainly, you know, we've got a number of um, boys there who have been consistent throughout the year and, and their careers for being great ball winners, but poor um, poor disposals and ball efficiency. And we look at the typical culprits with, with Boyd and Cross who uh, who try, who put everything week in, week out, but unfortunately their, their foot delivery skills have been far from polished and their ability to hurt the opposition has been, uh, or their inability rather to hurt the opposition is, is, is and probably number one reason why Boyd seldomly gets tagged these days. Um, so take that, I guess, as you will, but there's also probably Dalhouse is having a bit more of a quiet year than he has the first two years. So whether or not he's learning to adjust or he needs to shake off that tag is another thing. Um, Ex-players or ex-Collingwood player Tom Young seems to be fitting in and sort of Nick Lower. Um, I, know, I like Nick. He, he plays a good on his game and, he, and he's prepared to wear the flag and uh, fly the colours when there's a bit of biffo on the ground. Good old Will Minson, who's been having a good season so far, and flying the flag in the ruck there and doing an outstanding job, I think. Um, there's been a number of games where he's had to play the ruck game himself against two or three oppositions, and I think he's really stepped up a notch this year. Mike, and, um, sorry, sorry. And Ruffy, I think Ruffy's coming along in leaps and bounds on the back line. So, sorry, Mike. I, I, looking through last year's drafting, you, you didn't really draft any key position players, and and I wonder whether that's that's the area of your list where that that probably needs addressing coming up coming to the end of the year. Roughhead's obviously taken a role in the back line rather than rucking, and Liam Jones is your, your big man in the forward line. But I, I couldn't help but notice that Jared Grant hasn't played at all this year, and I presumed he was injured. Is he at Williamstown? Uh, he's actually been. Yeah, he's dropped right off the. Yeah, he's actually been playing the Willie Twos, so I don't know what's going on with his form there. Uh, been playing with reserves. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, no. The young the young guy that looks good as a promising forward is Fletcher Roberts. I mean, he he played a really good game on the weekend for Williamstown. Huh? Um, only kicked the one goal. We had twenty disposals, uh, quite a few marks, and actually pinch hit in the ruck for them as well. He looks like he could put on a bit of weight, and he could really slot in nicely into our team. You know? I'd be expecting him to be getting games somewhere this year. Yeah, and, and one other guy I was, that I was interested in is um, from way back from the 2004 draft was Tom Williams. He's played three games since uh, the start of 2012. Yeah, poor old Tom. He's had a number of issues uh, with his shoulder and ankle. Um, he's actually due to be coming back, I think, uh, over the next week or two. So it's, he's been sorely missed across the half back line there. But Tom, he's done both shoulders. Um, and, and suffered an ankle injury. So he, he's had a lot of interruptions to his uh, last few seasons. Is he almost a guy you've given up on, or do you still think he's got some decent football in him? I think he can play a role. Um, he's probably not going to be the player we thought he was going to be. It's just um, injuries have really robbed him since... He's, he's like a Gumbleton. He's like R. Gumbleton, basically, if you want to look at him that way. He, from the get-go, he's had injuries almost every single year. I don't think he's... He's almost gumbled to plus, really, though, isn't he? He is. He is. One thing we've had over one, one thing we've tend to have problems with over the last year is that being the Western Bulldogs is depth players, and I think Williams will become one of those depth players. 
uh, that you'll see slot into different positions. I think they're going to persist with Tom Young at centre-half back and Roughhead at, uh, at, at full-back and develop a core group, core group of players around that half-back line looking at Johannesson. Um, and another player which we haven't seen much of this year who we saw a few games last year was Lin Jong, who I think is, is going to develop in time. Yeah, but you're right. broke his leg in the uh, the second round for against Coburg, believe. Yeah. So and it, again another injury that's had a bit of a setback. Guys, looking at the looking at the big picture stuff, um, there's a little bit of a propensity, I guess, to when a team's sort of down the bottom of the ladder, uh, thought of as one of the poorer teams, you know, um, financially struggling. Um, like Melbourne is, um, people people tend to look at them and, and wonder what their what their sort of mid to long term future is. But um, the difference I, I see with, uh, with with the Bulldogs um, is they have a lot of quality leaders and experience at the club, whereas Melbourne has had a real dearth of that. And um, you probably don't don't have the same development issues that Melbourne is showing. And um, and uh, I, I just sort of feel that it might be. Uh, more sort of the, reti- the retirement of some, you know, the old stages back when uh, Johnson and Smith and the like retired and, you know, Cooney was injured for a fair while and and you were denied a little bit of access to the to the draft because of the expansion team. So it was the wrong time to sort of be falling out of the finals and having to having to rebuild. But uh, um, do you, you, you don't see any, um, you, you're fairly positive about the future and you don't see any, any well, long-term issues? Well, there is, a, there is quite a lot of list issues in our team. I mean, Ede was pushing for a flag, so we traded away a lot of second-rounder, third-rounders for season bodies to um, try and you know go for that flag. Unfortunately, we weren't quite good enough. I mean, we probably got Hall a year too late. Um, Acker was good for us, but you look at it, we, tr- we traded away a lot of second- and third-round picks during that time. We... Um, the first round picks we've picked like a Jared Grant hasn't quite come on. So there's we've got some good youngsters, we've got some good older players. That mid middle age type player we're really lacking in. I think Higgins is basically one of the few, and he's perpetually in, injured as well. So this is where we're, we're ha- our pain is coming in because once the likes of Legia is probably going to be retiring at the end of the year, um, Boyd has more time in. Cross is starting to really struggle. Once those once those guys drop off. This is where we're going to really see the pain because um, we don't have that middle-aged players to come up. We've got, again, a good core of young players, um, some good senior players. So I think there's no illusions here. There, It's going to maybe even get a little bit worse before it gets better, but we're heading in the right direction. Where I like it is they are having a crack. Um, you watch Melbourne and sometimes they, they drop their heads. You think, gee... I'd hate to be a Melbourne supporter. And, you know, this is from me, a Bulldog supporter. <laughs> uh, I think, I th- yeah, I think that's right. Another key issue, too, is is the change of captaincy over the last few years. Um, look, Johnson, whether or not you loved him or hate him, he was a great leader and he was an inspiring leader for the boys when it came to the grunge. And he was the one that rallied the troops together when they, when they needed to stand. And quite often he did it more than he didn't. I think... A key or a key figure like that is is what's being missed on the field. And and no disrespect to Matthew Boyd, I think he's a great clubman. But whether or not his ability to bring that team together when it's needed and really be the voice of the team and 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 lift everyone, that that's not something everyone has the ability to do. It, it takes a special player to be able to do that. 
Um, and I think so. the younger guys need a lot of leadership too. The, the younger ones need a figure that they can see taking on that lead and, uh, and being the role model. And I think because we've had such a broad uh, range um, or, or, or a large number of uh, group in the, in the captaincy group there um, or the leadership group, not one of them has really had to step up over that time and take on that particular role. So maybe it, maybe it might be time for a, for a Griffin or a, it's probably a little bit late for Bob, but someone from that group needs to really step up a notch or two and show these kids the way. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, we're going to have to leave that part, uh, leave the first segment there. Alright guys, um, I'm going to wrap this up for the night, but uh, before I do that, what are you looking forward to on the weekend? ODM? Uh, ooh, um, probably, uh, looking at it now, um, probably the Collingwood-Sydney game. Um, Collingwood generally have a pretty good record over Sydney and uh, it was a big win for them against Geelong, but their, their injury toll is mounting and I'm, I'm sort of, I'm just interested to see whether they can just keep finding players um, to, to, to sort of play above themselves and um, you know and take out these big games so it'll be an interesting one on, on uh, for a blockbuster club on a Friday night <laughs> sorry guys what about you messenger uh, there is a very critical game being played on Sunday <laughs> North Melbourne oh. Adelaide oh. And I thought you were going somewhere else there for a minute North, North Melbourne, North Melbourne lose this one. They're three and six. Yeah, and they and they are the first team since Fitzroy nineteen seventy eight to have lost three of their first eight games by less than a goal. Um, but if they lose this one, they are in massive strife. Uh, and that's a pretty game they laid too. They're four four, and, and uh, injury depleted as they are, they they really need this. But for North Melbourne, this win's compulsory. And um, uh, we might have to invite a North Melbourne supporter on next week if they go down. What about Hawthorne, Matt? I mean, you, you're playing the Gold Coast this week, mate. How much oh, are you going to win by, and are you treating it as a bit of a holiday? Listen, cockhead. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I'll tell you what I hope. I'll tell you what I hope for that game. I hope that Alistair Clarkson picks one of our young midfielders out, like Jed Anderson or, or, or maybe even Shane Savage if he gets back up. And he says, you go stand next to number nine and you go with him all day. Get a lesson from a champion. And apart from that, I'm, I'm pretty happy. The Hawthorne, Hawthorne are playing pretty well, but I think whenever you get a young midfielder, uh, the opportunity to play against a guy like Gary Ablett, I think you've got to take it in a game like that. Yeah. And, uh, and how, how's your weekend shaping up, Mark? Uh, yeah, so we play in this St Kilda. I'm, I'm still a little apprehensive. I mean, the, we could go down hard. The other game I'm looking forward to is Richmond and Essendon. Um, uh, traditional rivals. See uh, Richmond supporters go all feral on base 13. It's always fun. <laughs> yeah. And what about you, Mike? Yes, look, um, I, I will say St Kilda, uh, St Kilda Western Bulldogs. St Kilda, look, they're not travelling too well. They're 2-6, and six, and we're certainly travelling worse off, 1-7. I think it's going to be a very important game from the Bulldogs from a, from a perspective that um, it's going to show some resolve about where the club is and whether or not it has the ability to come back. I expect a, a, a tough game there. Um, and and I, I couldn't bravely tell you one way, one way or the other if the Bulldogs are going to win or lose. Um, it, it's really just one of those things where we, we, 
we hope that we can see McCartney pull something positive out of this group and and uh, bring it to the level we know it's capable of playing. Do you think we're a chance there, Mike? I I think on paper, yes. I think look, St Kilda has still has a number of good players. Let's not be, let's not kid ourselves here. But um, I think they've really got to step up and do something. You know, I think it's it's time to to uh, to to stop cutting bait and fish and, and really stand up for the club and stand up for the players they are. And there's a number of senior players in the list there that really need to uh, to, to bring their best and, and start uh, playing for the colours they wear. Yeah, Mike, St Kilda are not good at professional football, mate. Any team that loses to them, big, seriously. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think you guys are oh, You're mitigating circumstances, weren't there, Walker? Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was a lamppost in the middle of Eddie had, wasn't there? Oh, <laughs> we still one pair of boots a year. Look, well I, th- I think the Saints would be... Uh, I think you guys would be a good chance against the Saints. You play your best footy, you go out there and you go you go hard. I think you're as good a chance as anybody on the day there. It's a, a well, well-even match. Well, do you think St Kilda are a crisis team next week if they go down? <laughs> Who they got? Well, St Kilda. Well, it's whoever loses to the Gold Coast, so it'll be it'll be Hawthorne in crisis next week. Might be us if we lose yeah. to GWS. <laughs> <laughs> if if Hawthorne loses to Gold Coast, it will be a crisis. You may be uh, calling me from the uh, calling me from the Looney Farm. I think. Uh, Geelong have got <laughs> Geelong have got Gold Coast next week, so uh, yeah, this week not so much. Yes. So. Best of luck anyway, guys. No worries. Uh, for me, of course, I'm looking forward to the Brisbane-Carlton game. Couldn't give a crap about the rest of you. <laughs> <laughs> really don't care. I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to Lunenberger showing Warnock how to play the game. No, not really. Uh, Actually, that could be an excellent game. Lunenberger against Warnock. Wow. That's, uh, he, he could get 70 hit-outs. Is <laughs> a... Uh, is uh is uh chiseled jawed model botherer Sean Hampson playing next week? No, he'll be getting like a billion hit outs in the reserves next week. In the, no, no, in it's, the, a, it's a buy. Oh, no, it's a buy. So he won't be getting anything. Well, he will he'll be getting something, but it just won't be football related. Well, can you honestly say he's losing in that situation then? No. Uh, no, you can't. We salute you, Sean Hampson. We salute you. He's a, winner. he's a winner on and rock off star. the field, that boy. He's a rock star. No, just rock off star. the field. <laughs> uh, any closing thoughts before we go? Yeah, Matt Thompson, you're a cocky. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that, I think that bit might make the edit. Um, all right, guys. Thank you very much for coming in. I will say goodnight to you all. Uh, thanks for coming in, Ant and Mike. No worries. Your thoughts no on worries. The, your thoughts Thanks for the opportunity, guys. Appreciate it. Your thoughts on the Bulldogs thing and what turned out to be a very long Bulldogs cast at the first 20 minutes was uh, was very good. And Bulldogs, mess- Mafia. Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> messenger, as always, pleasure to have you on. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, ODN, it's been a very fun two hours. My pleasure, mate. All right, thanks very much, guys, and we'll see you all on the forums. Good luck with the games this week. All right. Good night, lads. Yeah.